Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and pop culture collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zandbergen. Welcome to our show of Dream Chasers and Wealth Makers. We are thrilled to be back in the studio today with a new episode of the Zanbergen Report. I'm proud to bring you in the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about sharing what they have learned and what you need to know today. And Paul, today is our lucky, lucky day. I have two of our my most favorite ladies in the studio with us today. Woo! Yay! All right, Paul's on mute. So anyhow, <laughs> Paula, Paula Stoyer from Sterling Public Relations, our publicist. Welcome to the show, Paula. And of course, my partner in crime, Letitia Burbaum. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. So happy to be here with you both. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago, Paula, we had you in, and it's great to have you in again today. And I'm about ready to turn over the reins on today's show to you. It's my favorite not only do I love being on the show, but I love when I'm the one asking the questions. It's a perfect spot for me. So thank, <laughs> thank you for allowing me to do it again. Sure. So Bart, I want to start with you, um, you know, kind of taking our conversation we had on this last episode a little further. You know, one thing I've gotten to know about you over the years we've worked together is that you are very discerning about who you work with and Mm -hmm. who you work with really matters to you. There's so much thought and intention that goes behind it. So I wanted to hear from you and if you can share with your listeners, you know, why you're so careful about who you work with, why you put so much intention behind it and talk with us why in choosing a partner for the Zanbergen Group, our dear Letitia Burbaum was an excellent fit to be at the helm with you. Yeah, that's a great question. So you're right. I think I think you are a product of who you associate with. I've always thought that not only in business, but personally. And when I got to a point where I needed someone to kind of help me run the show, I needed someone who had obviously amazing character. But let me take me back. Amazing character. That's kind of the the icing on the cake. I needed someone who um, had the the knowledge, had the work ethic, um, that we were aligned in many different ways, but really, truly the most important is, you know, is character. Are we aligned from a character perspective, how we, how we view, um, service and taking care of our clients, obviously putting them first, all of that needed to be aligned. You know, our, our industry is one where like any industry, I think there are people who have different, um, uh, motivations for, for being advisors. And I really needed and wanted someone that that looked at, you know, let's take care of clients first, service first, and then everything else kind of works its way out. That's so true. So, you know, I want to shift gears here a little bit. I want to talk with Tish. <laughs> Tish, how are you? I'm good. So you've worked alongside Bart hand in hand for a couple years now. And I know that you are just as passionate about finally seeing the Zanbergen group launched. So I want to hear from you. What is your vision for the Zanbergen Group as its COO? Yeah, no, thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. And Bart, thank you so much for the warm welcome. I appreciate both of you guys. Um, As you guys both know, this has been definitely a journey. This is a process that we've taken a lot of time and um, something that has been um, really wonderful in our partnership is Bart and I both are known for making sure that planning, planning is the focus of everything that we do. So it means everything that we look at for the business and clients and processes and investment selection has been um, part of a very strategic 
process. And so I think that that's something that um, has really worked with both of us and how we continue to see going forward with that unity. Right. You know, and I know like Bart, you feel the same way. It's so important to you who you work with for a variety of different reasons. And I think, thankfully, you know, we've got uh, Sandy Killingback and Danielle Ouellette, who have both come over with you both for the Zanbergen Group, Sandy being your Director of Client Experience and Danielle being your Director of Operations. Talk to me a little bit about not only why it's important to you, who you work with, but talk to me about the goals for your team. <laughs> You want to start, Tish? Yeah, I mean, I would say that at the end of the day, we're, I'm really excited. This is a launching pad for us to be able to really um, work as a team, and we're diving in deep. So I think what's really amazing, I think what you're hearing a lot with, with COVID, um, everyone's looking at it through a different lens, right? We're working remotely. We're working at different capacities that we've ever worked for. I've always been a huge advocate for thinking outside of the box of a normal 40-hour work week. Bart will, will know firsthand. Um, I think the end of the day, um, taking care of our clients and making sure that service is the most important and, and they really feel like they're taken care of, as long as we stay focused on that, we're going through some really cool processes to be able to delegate each person to have a role that they feel like it works in their best interest. So let me take a step back. We're utilizing tools such as this transition was bumpy in regards to timing and the election and feeling what's your role before people are having to create different roles from themselves that we've had prior to. So instead of just saying, hey, here's your role you have now, we're creating new roles. So we went back to traditional material like who moved my cheese we bought the book for everyone we, we had everyone read it going back and having dialogue and talking about what are the great lessons we learned from that and really the takeaway is how do you learn how to adapt and transition during times of change and i feel like things like that are right now can apply across the board so that's that's the base, right? Understanding how we're gonna have these new roles. The second thing that we're implementing um, on a tool basis is the, as a Colby. So what we're looking at is how do each of us have strengths and weaknesses and how can we lean into those strengths and weaknesses and work as a team? So at the end of the day, I, I, I lean towards more numbers oriented and, um, and then and maybe someone else is better at scheduling appointments. So we end up, at the end of the day, we, we lean into our strengths and being able to really make sure that we're all working together and it's a solid team. So it's not a joint think tank that we all have the same mindset. In fact, because we're so dynamic and so different, it's helping all of us create these amazing processes going forward. And from this process, we're all working together and everyone's having a voice in this process. So like Danielle can lean in under the operations and say, hey guys, I really think we should try to do this for the clients. This is a great experience for them. Or this is how we can improve value for them. Or at the end of the day, this is how we can lean on our portfolio management team and we can have them go back and forth and making sure that we're constantly looking at the best tools and resources for the clients. And that's how Bart and I are working back and forth with that and the clients and, and seeing 
Andy is amazing behind the scenes, like just handling all the um, situations that clients have right away and making them feel like they have a peace of mind and they're heard and they're being re um, responded to right away. So everyone has a really unique role, but we're all really working together. And I feel like we're so different at what's, it's really um, our strength. Um, Bart, go ahead if you want to add more. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, you always you you end up partnering with someone who like fills your gaps, and so I'm a man of few words, and Letitia is of someone of not a few words. So I love it. <laughs> but, but anyway, so many th everything she said is true, and I and I'm I'm thinking about things as she's talking, and like first of all, for anyone who's ever moved a business or a practice, they'll have some appreciation for what you know one goes through, and if there's any other investment advisors, they probably having a better appreciation, but then to do it during COVID pandemic, to do it while your office is being built out. And so we're like, just said, we're, we're all working remotely, but you know, just making it happen. We we've, we've um, associated ourselves, partnered up with a great firm that offers us great mid and back office support. But even with that, what we have to do on the kind of the front lines has been tremendous in the amount of work I, and and when Tim was talking about leaning in and pivoting so we're we we huddle every morning um and we have a a, a video huddle to to really prioritize what needs to be done for that day first always is what we have to do for clients to make sure they're taken care of and then second what do we have to do with, from logistics and then um and then we'll we communicate you know thousands of times throughout the day either separately individually or whatnot and so Sandy reached out to me today. She had a bit of a gap and Danielle and Tish were doing their thing. And she said, look, I realize, you know, we're in a new situation now in office yet, but I really think we need to focus on our workflows and the workflows kind of generic in different industries. And, and we are accustomed to certain ways, but we're in a different place now, a different shop, different things. So she took it upon herself and um, I didn't know what I was getting myself into because we were on zoom and she whipped out her notebook and it was, page flip, page flip, page flip. So I was like, oh, I better get some, you know, more coffee or something. This is going to be a meeting. <laughs> and she was detailing the different workflows and how to streamline them and involve everybody. And we hadn't asked her to do that. That was something that we knew we had to do. Right now we're in more reactionary mode than we are or proactive. But I thought that was really awesome. And that is an example of, I think, what it takes to, to get things done. It's so exciting to hear you both talk about reinvention and recreating and reimagining things, which anybody in any industry has done and is continuing to do because of this COVID climate. Um, and what you just described about Sandy, I actually got goosebumps when you described it because I thought, oh my gosh, you've created space for her to do that, for her to be ready and able to step up, take on things that maybe she wouldn't have done before. And I think that is a great sign of so many things that are to come with the Zanbergen group, so much growth and opportunity for everyone. So good for Sandy. You know, both, we're all so individual and unique and, and this, and the gap that we fill and the things that we do together, I think we're awesome. And we're, we're as the sum of the parts is greater than the, wait, I'm saying that wrong. Some of the parts is, yeah. And then the individual, right. That's how it goes. So anyhow, and if we even use like Sandy as an example, she would, you know, from when we brought her on a few years ago, she was not the person who would have been the cookie cutter resume, perfect fit for a financial service for the position we were looking for. But there was, you know, at the end 
from where Letitia and I sat, we looked at, you know, there's certain things that are trainable and certain things that are not. Mm-hmm. And your, the ability to, uh, I, and, and I'm probably not hundred percent, right. But the ability to have communication with a person, to have compassion for a person to uh, I mean, compassion or care and, and, and have that sort of a personality that at the very least would be very hard to train. And in some cases impossible, the technical side, you know, pretty much anyone can learn depending on what the tasks are. And that's, that was our bet on Sandy because Sandy has that innate ability to people just, just, you meet her for 30 seconds and you probably have the same opinion, um, Paula, you meet her for three seconds and you know, you love her. So she, oh, absolutely. Was, yeah, it would be impossible to not fall in love with Sandy, her energy and the way that she is with others is just, it's in a complete league of its own. Yeah. And it was very similar with Danielle too. It took, you know, it was another risk. Someone who has the, I'll call it the pedigree in that she worked in luxury marketing, in luxury real estate, has the education. Now again, not, edu- not education honed in on our industry, but kind of took the same risk and rolled the dice. Okay, the things that she would need to learn, learnable. And you got a master's degree, you can figure this out. But the other things, the ability to work with the you know, the type of clientele that, that we have, th- that would be much more challenging to train. Right. You know, and you're talking about all these, you know, key differentiators, right? Things that are really going to separate not only both of you as partners, but your firm, you know, away from the mass. And so it's going to be a tough question to answer, but I'd love to first get Tish's perspective if you had to describe what you really feel either now or soon will separate the Zanbergen group from the mass, what is it? So, I mean, such a great question. And we're, we're faced with it you know, so often because there are where we live in Southern California, there are many, many, many uh, investment advisors and financial advisors. But I think at the end of the day, I mentioned it earlier and there's uh, I think people enter the business for different reasons or motivated by different reasons. But when you, when you truly, truly care about the outcome of your work and the results that you, that a, that a client who becomes a friend who becomes like family as Paula, you know, that, you know, a lot of my clients have been 25 plus years and I'm involved in their family weddings and birthdays and, and graduations. It's just, we are, it's just like family type things. That's not a transaction. That's, that's a relationship. The, I think what, that what we do is amazing. Um, I'm sure there are other advisors that do some amazing work as well, but we teach about the same, like we cross paths. She usually does her last meal uh, email around two, sometimes 2 a.m. and I'm getting up at three. So our emails will pass, you know, almost in through the night, but constantly thinking about, you know, what I need to do for, for whomever and, and Tish is the same way. So I think so to kind of hone that in, the key differentiator is differentiator is the, the amount of care that we put into each and every relationship and our ability to, to listen and really peel back the the onion if you will to really understand what is the core what's at the core what are the core values what are the client is trying to you know achieve ultimately with with their family with philanthropy with their their long-term investments are coming and and investments and, and managing portfolios is part of the overall relationship but it's a 
it's a means to an end, right? The, the money and the, and how we invest is going to help accomplish, whether it's giving more or, or taking care of, of family members or, or having a successful retirement. That's it's, it's secondary to that. That was great. And I agree with you. I think everything that you have described from working with you over the last few years, absolutely. I, I know from talking to your clients that they absolutely feel that the utmost of care is given all the time without question. You know, Tish, what's your perspective hearing Bart talk through that? Yeah, no, I have to say one of the things that he mentioned is um, listening. And I feel like a lot of times half of what we do is just listen. And, you know, dealing with people's finances is a lot. It's, it's a very stressful situation, but but really our overall goal is making sure that people are reaching what's important to them, what's important to them about money and learning that. And if we don't just shut up and and listen, then we're not always necessarily able to help them. And so some advisors, you know, I was, I was chatting with an advisor and like, why don't you just stick to investments? And they know we do financial planning. And, you know, I would say someone told me, my advice that I provide is priceless. And so the things that, because we listen, we look at the big picture, it's the things that they're not saying. It's the things about their family members, how they want to provide a legacy. Do they feel like they can retire? These leading questions are what keeps them up at night. And we make sure that we service that. And we make sure that we look at everything that goes into that. So that's if they need something, we're able to respond right away. If they have a goal, we make sure we're reaching those goals or we have a plan to reach those goals. So I would say overall is for us to really stay true to what's important. And what's important to us is really taking care of the clients and our heart is all the way in it. It's not just the numbers, it's the big picture and how we are able to help them in their whole lives. Like Bart said, we end up being friends with these people because we care about them. We care about what we're doing, care about the investments. We take it personally. That's why he said he's up at two in the morning sending emails and I am up until two at night. Now I'm, I'm, I'm stressing we should have work-life balance, but also as I'm saying that that is important to us because we take what we do seriously and we have a lot of heart and care and intention of what we're doing and why we do it. So, you know, at the end of the day, we want to see our clients be happy. And I personally, and I'm sure Bart does too, I personally get rewarded when a client's like, I'm so excited that they've reached their goals or they're, they've been able to hit a pillar or literally I had a call yesterday from a client and it's actually a client's son that said, Katish, this is my last check that I'm sending out. I'm done with school. And I'm so appreciative of all the hard work that my parents did and you guys did to get me here. I haven't even shared that with the parents yet, but that is like, such a reward for everything that we've done to be able to help them grow their retirement or their their education plan so they can go to college and have that and have the tools and reach those goals and now they're into the next phase in their life and i see i think it's because we listen and we we're very strategic on getting them to those goals that's such an exciting story and i know you both have so many of those incredible moments thanks to how you work, you know, with your clients, you know, Tish, you talk about listening. And I think in a world that's so full of noise, 
especially in this particular climate, to have somebody who listens and helps you strip away all of the noise and get to core issues as a trusted advisor is so important. And it makes all the difference between making thoughtful, healthy decisions versus reactive, toxic decisions. Would you agree? Yeah, agree. So I want to shift gears here a little bit and talk more on an entrepreneurial level. You know, this is a really exciting moment for you, Tish. I mean, you have always been a kick-ass leader in the industry, kick-ass fellow female leader in the <laughs> industry. You know, I want to talk about like what this means for you as a female leader. This is a really exciting moment for you. Yeah, thank you so much. It's you know, it doesn't it seems very surreal right now because we're still in the process of everything. But I'm excited. I'm excited because I think that this is like Bart said, and there's not, I'll go to a conference and there's probably (laughs) five, we went to a conference not long ago and there was just two women in the room that were financial advisors or wealth advisors, me and one other woman. And um, about 50 men, about 50 men, 50 men. Yeah. And and this happens all, all the time. And um, people in the past have said, Letitia, why don't you just focus on women and just help women? But I feel like I've never seen different lines. I'm here to be authentic and bring a different voice to the table and really work on in- inclusion, making everyone feel really included. And, you know, I have to say, you know, when, we, when Bart and I work with clients, it's been an amazing team. I feel like that's something that's so great for us together because male, female, different generations, different, you know, areas of our lives. And we bring so much to the table of being able to help um, our clients. And so I'm excited for that in the future. I'm excited to really discover this new role and what that looks like and how Bart and I continue to work together and really making sure our clients are taken care of. And I'm also really excited to help other women get into roles and also have a voice at the table for other other people and give back and inspire other other people to stand out and try new things. For example, I was on a, a call this morning about Orange County women and boards and talking about they just did they just reached the goal of 2020 20% of women on boards and um, which was a huge thing. They reached it, and now their goal is, but um, is is fifty fifty, right? They want fifty percent of women on boards or diversity. And at the end of the day, I really want to be able to support really positive growth and positive change. And it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting environment that we're in right now. But if there is a way that I can at least be a voice at the table of saying, look. I, I come with a um, background of understanding wealth, understanding P&Ls. I don't look at things emotionally. I'm not looking at it um, specifically, but I everything I bring to the table is very, you know, what's the facts behind it and how can we help people get to the next level? And with that mindset, I hope to encourage other women to really get into the roles of even being um, advisors or, or other things that I hope to include, you know, to have, to really encourage more women. And, and even if you bring it back to clients, something else that's really important to me is I want to be seen as an advocate for women to feel like 
maybe that they've been in divorce and that other person was the person who ran all the financial decisions before, or maybe they were widowed and their family's like, Hey, you know, dad ran everything. Let's let's help. the kids can jump in and help out. But really I want to empower people to really make good decisions that they feel like they know what they're doing and educate people. So I want to be a resource for people at the end of the day. That's my, my goal. And also to be able to be um, at the table, to be able to help create change going forward in in a positive direction in any way that I can, I can contribute. Without a doubt, you know, and I know that, in order to be a change maker and an innovator, um, we have to keep ourselves grounded. And so normally we have a different closing question on this show. So I'm switching it up and I didn't tell you both. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> You're both hearing it for the first time. I'm going to start with Tish. You know, we, again, as entrepreneurs and change makers, we need to keep ourselves grounded to give good advice and be of the right support to others. So I would love to know from you, Tish, what are perhaps your top three ways you keep yourself grounded? Because let's not forget, you're not just a partner in the Zanford Group and a wealth advisor. You're also a wife and you have two children and a household and friends and lots of communities that community interests that you're involved with. So share those three things with us. I would, I would say is I try not to get to take things emotionally. I try to take a step back. I try to um, like, to think it through first before I emotionally respond. Another thing I, I really like to do is be flexible. I feel like sometimes things are out of my control and I don't have the ability to, um, you know, instead of, instead of, re I, can, I, I want to think and then react and then respond appropriately instead of reacting out of like desperation. And I feel like for, that's that's something I've learned from 20. I mean, I feel like I've applied my entire year of 2020 is how do I adapt to change? And then I would say the third thing is um, that really keeps me calm and focused is just really going back to my core values and what's important to me in my life and getting there. And Bart, share your you know top three ways you keep yourself grounded with us as well. So listeners get your perspective. Yeah. So you, when you asked that the Tish, I started thinking and I, and you know what, what I have shared with some of my closest friends and now I would share with the entire podcast community is I, you know, the biggest challenge for me is, is being enough of me. You know, I have, I have a, a five-year-old and I have older kids and trying to give enough time there. I have a wife that, that needs some of my time and grandkids and friends and, and of course my work and clients and, and my, my work team. So that is, a, a daily goal is to make sure that I'm the best that I can be. But so to help me get there, I also realize that the things that I really need to do, I need to do very early because once the sun comes up, work happens, and then there's no way I'm getting back to it afterwards. So I, in the gym, as, as you all on the, on the show notes, very, very early, get that done. I spend a moment of like prayer and meditative time just to really kind of center and focus and make sure I get through all that. And, visualize what needs to be done for the day in longer term. And then, you know, by the time the sun comes up, I just hit the ground running and, and until I collapse at the end of the day. Those are all such great points that you shared. And just as food for thought for anybody's listening as we close here, and I turn it back to you, Bart, to bring us out. But 
you know, they often say that sometimes what appears to be a setback is actually a setup. And so perhaps 2020 was a setup for some incredible success that we just didn't even see coming. So with that oh. said, Barb, <laughs> take us away. All right. Well, thank you both for your, your time and dedication and, and um, for your candor. Tisha was, was really great. I want to make sure everyone knows how to uh, reach us. We'd love for you to give us ideas of what you want to hear. We'd love for you to ask questions. You can reach us at info at uh, zanbergengroup.com. Uh, is, Letitia is tish at zanbergengroup.com. I am bart at zanbergengroup.com. We each have our own Instagram and Facebook, so please be sure to reach out. And thank you all for, who have listened today. We look forward to being back in studio again next week. Cheers. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting podcast.bartzanbergen.com. The Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. The contents of this podcast episode do not constitute an offer of securities or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities and may not be relied upon in making an investment decision related to any investment offering Access Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Access does not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the information contained herein. Opinions are our current opinions and are subject to change without notice. Prices, quotes, rates are subject to change without notice. Generally, investments are not FDIC insured, not bank guaranteed, and may lose value. Brokerage services are offered through to Sarah Capital, member FINRA.